0: First Timothy six verse twelve. One of my favorite things about a swimming pool, I love swimming pools, love to go swimming, love when there's a deep end, you can you know use a diving board and jump off and swim in the deep end, or there's a slide and you get a slide and you get a jump in. All that stuff is so fun. So fun, right? Jumping diving. So this morning, first Timothy six twelve says this, fight the good fight. Turn to your neighbor and say, Are you fighting the good fight? Are you fighting the good fight? Paul says to Timothy, fight the good fight for the true faith. Turn to your neighbor one more time, said for the true faith, for your neighbor for for true faith, fighting the good fight. If you were to look at fight in the dictionary, it's to take part in a violent struggle involving the exchange of physical punches, weapons, action, violence, conflict, yes, displaying engaging violence, combat or aggression. And this morning, many of us, we've been in different conflicts, maybe not physical confrontations with punches, but more commonly with words, right? In our lifetime, in our young lifetime, many of us have fought with our words, using our words as weapons. Paul, speaking to Timothy in this first verse, said, fight the good fight, fighting for something that is good. And this morning, as we begin, as my diving board, jumping into the deep end, what are you fighting for? What are the things in 2023 that you fought for? What are the things that you fought hard for in 2023? And what are the things that God is asking you to carry into 2024 and fight even harder for? Even harder. What is 2023 moving you into 2024 to fight harder for? What are the good things? Because how many of us know? You know, Kim and I have been married 27 years, and there's been times where we've had some, some good fights. Some good, good little fights, good little, you know, riffraffs, little verbal confrontations. There are many times where I could say we fought over stupid, stupid, stupid things, right? Like who gets the last chocolate ice cream? I do, right? I mean, just kidding. We've never had that fight. We've never had that fight. But if you've ever been in a relationship, you'll notice there's a lot of stupid fights. There's a lot of stupid fights in relationships. And in life as well, many of us spin our wheels fighting over things that just aren't that important. In Ephesians 6.12, Paul says this. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And so this morning... As we look at our first verse, and we look at our second verse, we ask ourselves, life is a fight. Now, many people today, we we don't like war, right? War is, it's violent, it's gross, it's disgusting, innocent people get killed and hurt. But war is a big picture of honestly what's going on inside of us. Because born, the minute you were born, you were born with a war and a conflict Inside of you, the minute you were born, the minute you came out in the hospital, or in a house, or in a jacuzzi these days, if you do home births, wherever you're born, you have a conflict and a war inside of you. So the wars that we've seen all over the world—they all, all over the world—they are an outside physical picture of the war that is happening inside of us. The problem is. Many of us, as we have been in conflicts, as we've gotten angry at people, as we have shouted, as we have cussed people out, as we have given them fingers, you are the number one person in the world to me right now. As we have done so many things with our mouth, our words, and our actions. Many people spin their wheels in circles fighting what doesn't matter. Paul says in Ephesians that we're in a spiritual battle. Do we understand the spiritual battle that is all around us do we understand do we grasp do we think do we pray and understand i am in a spiritual battle which takes us to the theme for our year 2024 fighting the good fight in 2024 fighting the good fight in 2024 turn it in and say we're going to fight the good fight this year we're going to fight the good fight We're going to fight the good fight. We're going to fight the good fight. We're going to fight the good fight. Now, we did a theme a few months back, fight the good fight, but it's going to be a little different than that. It's going to be completely different, actually. But the theme for 2024 is fighting the good fight. And to illustrate and to get started in January, my topic today is called the big picture. And turn to your audience and I wonder if you have the big picture. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. Buckle up, it's going to be a fun ride this morning, Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the deep waters. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. Evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. That is what happened. God made the space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky, and evening passed, and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. Verse ten. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas, and God saw that it was good. God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. And the land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw it was good. Verse 13. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights be in the sky, shine down in on the earth. And that is what happened. Verse 16. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day, the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and the night, to separate the light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Verse 19, and evening passed, morning came, marking the fourth day. Verse 20, God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures, monsters, of every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, let the fish fill the seas, let the birds multiply in the earth. And evening passed, morning came, marking the fifth day, Twenty-four. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. God said, let us make humans Beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Verse 27. God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and the fruit trees for your food last couple verses and i've given every green plant as food for all the wild animals the birds in the sky small animals that scurry along the ground everything that has life and that is what happened god looked all over that he made and he saw that it was very good evening passed morning came marking the sixth day So the first thing we want to talk about this morning is the creation. Turn we your neighbor and say, big picture, creation. Big picture, creation. There's some things that God created. And if you think about this for a second, light. Don't we like the light? Isn't light amazing? Light. Is made up of energy. Light travels in straight lines. Objects in its path cause light to bend or reflect. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. I don't know, we like to drive fast. You know, we get up to maybe 90, 100, 120, 150 once in a while, and that feels good. Light moves 186,000 miles per second. Light moves quickly. God created the sky. The sky when we look out it appears to be blue. Those are tiny molecules in the earth's atmosphere scattered and they're shorter wavelengths of light, which is blue and violet, and that's why it appears to be blue all the time. Our sky is made of nitrogen and oxygen. From sea level all the way up, sixty-two miles. The sky is six thousand miles six, made up of five different layers. God created land, which provides food, energy, raw materials. Forty-one percent of the earth is dry land. Forty-one percent of the earth, dry land. God created water. We love water. Three hundred and twenty-six million trillion gallons. Are on our earth. 326 million trillion gallons on this planet. God created 73,000 different trees, 380,000 different plants. God created the sun. The sun is 93 million miles from the earth, 93 million miles from the earth. The sun's gravity holds the solar system together. The sun's is a hundred times wider than the planet that we live on. The sun influences the weather, the ocean, the currents, the seasons, the climate, and the plant life. The degree on sun, if you live there, eh, it's 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's a little warm the moon god created the moon the moon is earth's only natural satellite it goes around the earth a distance of 239,000 miles the earth and the moon are tied totally locked in rotations so in sync the earth and the moon that we can only see at one time one side of the moon. God created the stars, and the stars are in perfect balance. They're all made up of the same stuff, and the colors range from red, white, blue. 300 billion stars in our galaxy with billions, billions in the galaxy in the universe abroad. Then God created fish, 32,000 different kinds of fish, 10,000 different kinds of birds, 8.7 million different kinds of animals that are on our planet. And then he gets to us. Ah, say it to us. God gets to us. Ah. Our body made up of 60% of water. Every minute, we shed 30,000 dead skin cells. Sounds yummy. Where's lunch? When we live up to the age of 70... Our heart beats 2.5 billion times. When you live up to the age of 70, your heart will have beaten 2.5 billion times. Our brain is more active, believe it or not, when you sleep. Ah, We wonder why we wake up tired because our brain was so active. Quarter of our bones are in our feet. Quarter of our bones are in our feet. The strongest bone in our body is our jaw. Do you know the stomach acid that you have inside, not you, we, we all do, it actually can melt metal. The acid you have in your stomach can melt metal. Every second, our body produces 25 million new cells. Man, we work out all the time. We are working out every second. We are producing 25 million cells every second. Babies are born with 300 bones, but adults, we only have 206. Each human has its own genetic makeup, DNA, DNA, unique to every one of us. And if you were to take the DNA, put it together, it would stretch twice the size of the solar system. The DNA in one body stretched out completely, every single cell, every single thing within the body stretched out. The size can you believe that? the solar system. There's a big picture. There's a big, big picture. As I read about our creation, as I read about the place that we live in, earth, called home, Hemet, heaven, it's pretty freaking amazing what God made. It's pretty amazing what God made. If we were to study the creation, light, which we all love, because it's cold when it's dark, and it's freezing, and it's scary when it's dark out, and there's scary people out. Light is amazing. To study how light travels. To study the sun and how amazingly powerful this thing is. To move one inch. To move as it moves. If it moved closer to earth, we know that we would burn up. If it moved away from the earth, we know that we would freeze to death. Everything, how is it, fits so perfect. And you're telling me, there are people geniuses who say two worlds collided and here we are poof. now I don't know about you me and Kim have had the privilege to have five beautiful kids we didn't just poof, collide and out came five kids we knew what we were doing we we're having a good time God I think he knew what he was doing when he put this place together But why is it so many people want to come up with their own ideas of how we got here? We evolved. We came from slime. We came from monkeys. Really? Really? You're telling me how complex just this body is. I mean, all of our bodies, not just me. You want to tell me how complex our eyeballs, our DNA Our G, the the DNA, the codes within us, the genes. You want to tell me the sun, the moon, and the stars. The bang, here we are. There's a big picture. Big picture number one is we have a creator. And it's really, really, really important. This is one of the most fundamental things in life to understand. We have a creator. And because we have a creator, that creates a God problem. Turn over and say, oh, I hope you don't have a God problem. So we pause for a coffee break. Why do we have a God problem? Well, from the very, very beginning of time, see people were born, one we stated, remember there's a war, there's a conflict inside. But secondly, people were born with this feeling there's more than what I see. There's more than what I see. And so people were born with this feeling and sense, there's more than what I see. And so people began to worship what they saw. They saw the sun, and so people started the religion of worshiping the sun. They saw the moon. It's wonderful. It causes bigger waves. The stars, the shooting stars. There's so many things that people started to worship from the very, very beginning. Then they started building and making images Things of what they saw. The sun, the moon, the star. There from the very, 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 very beginning, a God problem. Because people wanted something to worship. And even fast forwarding to today, we still love things to worship. There are things that we love and adore. And so people from the beginning of time have all come with their own God. That's why there's thousands of religions. That's why people, they want a religion. It's kind of like going to a buffet. I don't know if you like buffet. It's not as popular as it used to be because we're real sanitary kind of people today, right? And people breathe on our food, which we don't like. But in the old days when we didn't care and we'd go to eat a buffet, people, you grab what you wanted to eat. Unless you like everything and then you'd start at the end and you'd get every single thing and you would hold up the line because you had to touch every single food item. Most people treat faith in God the same way. I'm going to take a little bit of this. I'm going to take a little bit of this. I'm going to take a little bit of this. I'm going to take a little bit of this. God is my buffet. I'm going to pick what I want and I'm going to dump the rest. And people have been doing this from the very, very beginning. They wanted to worship something that they saw. They wanted to worship something from the very, very beginning. I want to worship something, something that I can say is my God and my God's going to protect me, it's going to send rain. Paul in Romans 1.20 says, Ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made. They can clearly see God's invisible qualities, his internal power, divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. 21, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks they began to make up foolish ideas of what god was like and as a result their minds became dark and confused he goes on instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living god they worshiped idols made to look like mere people birds animals reptiles god abandoned them to do what their shameful things their hearts desired and as a result they did vile degrading things with each other's bodies and they traded the truth about God for a lie. They worship, they serve things God created. They worshiped and they serve things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who's worthy of eternal praise. People from the very beginning, there's a God problem because it's so easy to turn and worship what's created instead of the one who created it. People today are worshiped. Look at social media. How is it that people have so many followers? That is worshiping. You're worshiping. By following and liking and seeing what people are doing every single day, you are worshiping that person without realizing it. That is a form of worship. Today, one of the biggest ways, these lovely smart devices, by watching YouTube, watching what people are making, creating, without realizing it today. Worship has changed because we've changed as people. There's a big picture. Number one, God is our creator. Number two, big picture, there's only one God. There's only one God. Just like when I got married 27 years ago, when you get married, male and female, you say, you know what? It's not like there's going to be five guys here and five girls. No, no. It's one man, one woman, right? God, when he created the earth, he said, listen, I'm the creator. I am the only God. I don't leave room for any other gods. I am the only God. Mark 12:29 says, Jesus replied, the most important commandment, listen. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord. The one and only God is the one and only God. There's not three billion gods. There's not four thousand different gods. We are not supposed to turn religion and faith into buffet. And we can worship whatever person, whatever man, whatever statue we want to. The sun is lovely. Thank you, God, for the sun. It's not thank you, sun. It's thank you, God, for the sun. If you're saying, thank you, son, what are you doing? You just worship the sun. When we thank something, right, are we careful in our words to understand how we think, how we worship? Number three, big picture, says God created man, woman, in his image. And one of the biggest problems we have in our world today, and we see it today, more now than ever. You know, going back 8,000 years ago, there was not too many options of what you wear and what shoes you put on. It was not that creative of selection of what animal. There was There was a large amount of animals you could kill that were big enough to kill, and you can make clothing, right? We know Adams and Eves, their first outfit were leaves, very colorful, green, very earthy in nature, right? But back in the day, there was not as many choices In the image and what we chose to look like. But how many of us know today in the world that we live in, 2024, there is an image problem. We have an image problem. God said he made man and woman in who? In his image. But see, yet we, for some reason, sometimes get a little confused at times. And we start to think about my image. This is how I want to look this is how I want to be, this is how I want to dress, this is how I want to talk, this is how I want to walk, and if you attack my image, (sighs) man, the nails, the claws, the daggers are coming out. We as people, what isn't one of the greatest things? As a kid, you grow up into the adult, and you say, "This is the adult that I am becoming. This is who I am. This is so wonderful. This is who I am." And for a lot of people, you know, self-discovery and this is who I am, and this is who I am gonna be, and you know, I feel strong and powerful in this. With realizing that you know what we've done, we've worshipped our own image. This morning, twenty twenty-four, many people, not all of us because some of us get this, but sometimes accidentally we worship our own image. It becomes so strong and so powerful to us in every single thing. There is a image that we want in our life. God made us in his image, which means a reflection or representative to resemble him. Jesus tells a story about an image, and there were some people who came to Jesus, and they said they wanted to trap Jesus, and it had to do with paying taxes again, and, and they said, look, here's a coin. You know, one side has got Caesar, and they said, should we, you know, is it right to pay taxes? And Jesus said, bring a, bring a coin to me. Whose picture is on it? Whose image does it bear? And they said, Caesar. So Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but make sure you give to God What belongs to God the image that bore on that coin was Caesar and he said that money then it can belong to him but make sure don't get confused what an image you're made in who you belong to image the image, yes, does it give a description of what our parents look like? Absolutely, right? Do, do we as, you know, reflect what our parents look like? Do we reflect where we, you know, where we came from and what we sound like? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the bigger picture is your image, who you live for, how you live, it describes who you belong to. Does your life as the image, does it reflect the image in who you're made of? Does your life, is it a reflection? Does it resemble God who created you and God who put you together? Everywhere we walk and everything that we talk and everything that we do, does our life reflect his image? If you have your Bibles, Luke 14 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, that the oppressed will be set free. 2 Corinthians 3.17, for the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. John 8.36, if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. John 8.34, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone... Who sins is a slave of sin. In Romans 6.16, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? And so this morning as we move from creation, we're going to move to the cross. We're going to move from creation to the cross this morning. And as we move from creation to the cross, describing How powerful this creation is. But when God created all of these things, what was it to do? It was simply to point to Him. In the beginning, when God created the light, the sun, the moon, the stars, the fish, the birds, they were never meant to say, oh my gosh, these things are so awesome and amazing. Dinosaurs, super cool, right? Jaws, these big, you know, massive sharks. Wow, they're super cool. They're my friends. Shamu, amazing. But every single thing that God created, it would, it's never meant to be worshipped, but it was always meant to point to what? Always meant to point to him. You know, as we listen to scientists and as we listen to doctors, not to knock any of them, but what have they done? They've tried to sidestep the truth. Scientists and doctors, educated men and women, educated men and women, professors who have learned everything. They have learned, they have studied hours and sweat and tears to bring you a false doctrine. There are kids, there are adults all over the world who are being brainwashed away from the truth. What was Jesus described as the truth? See, truth is the only thing that that brings freedom. God, if you watch the creation, what was he doing? He was simply giving us the world. God is a giver. God is a giver. He gives. He created the world. He gave it to us and handed it over and said, take care of this place. I'm giving you everything. Everything. I'm giving you everything. Just simply take care of it. God is a giver. But sometimes what we do as people without realizing it is we take what's given for granted and we want to do whatever we want with what's been given. See, you were given the opportunity to live. But that is a stewardship and a reflection of the one who gave it to you. But how many people said... Paul, why do we, why does sin, says you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? Whatever doctrine, whatever person, whatever friend, whatever man, whatever woman, whatever professor, whatever doctor, whatever scientist, whatever you have chosen to obey, it becomes your master. Freedom was given to us to make the choice. God gave you freedom, God gave me freedom, the right, the choice, to make the choice and what to do. Question is, what did we use our freedom for? You know, in the old days, <clears throat> when TV first was created and made and put together. Let's think of the TV for a second. You know, the man who invented this TV, for the man who invented a light bulb, for the man who made the first car, right, plane to fly. How many people have we turned and we thank them for creating that instead of thanking the person who gave them the ability to create that? See, we as people sometimes in our nature, we get we get a little confused with our wording. In the old days, when you had a TV and the TV was first made, no one had, there was a few people who maybe had much mucho money to buy so many TVs that there was one in every room but back in the day really no most households when they first were made what one TV for the whole house so if you wanted to watch you were all watching the same thing today how many of us know there's probably multiple TVs now we have multiple iPads or phones if I don't like what you're watching in one room I watch something on my phone and go in another room watch something else, right? There's so many different pictures because we've got a little picky in what we want to watch. Let's be honest, we've got a little picky in what we want to watch. And if you're not watching what I want to watch, either I'll make the sacrifice to watch with you or I want to watch what I want to watch. See, there is a big picture. There is a big picture today and everybody they want to sell you their big picture everybody there is like paul was describing the spiritual world everybody wants to sell you spiritually what you need this is what you need take these five vitamins and then you're going to float and you're going to walk on water everybody wants to sell you this is the truth this is the there are people today They worship the universe. How many times have you heard athletes who aren't really fully believers? And what do they do? They give credit to the universe. The universe helped me today. Wow. That's amazing. The universe. This one star to the left corner over here, it helped me today. So many people want to sell you their bill of goods there is a big picture today there's a big big picture if you were hired a major role in the next big hit movie because all of us we could be right amazing awesome actors the person who writes your checks if you get the script And you decide, eh, I'm going to go off script and do whatever I want. That may last for a little bit, but guess what happens? If you're not going to follow the script in the end, you're going to be cut out. So as we get into our theme for this month and we think about the big picture, there is a big picture from creation to cross and into eternity. The big picture is, are you following the script? Are you following the script? Are you following your lines? See, God gives us the freedom. Yeah, we're going to make the choice. We're going to make the choice. So as we wrap up this morning, we get ready to get out of here. As I study his creation... To me, you know what it does? It builds my faith. It builds the trust, the confidence. Not that I have in myself, but as I study creation, what does it do? It builds the trust and confidence and hope in the one who gives me life. So as we look at the big picture, many of us get stuck in small pictures. God wants to give you a starring role. But like, yeah, that's okay. I'm I'm happy with this little picture over here I got going. I'm happy with this little gig, God, I got right here. I don't want the starring role, God. That's a little too hard and difficult. I'm happy with this little gig. I'm happy. It's enough. It pays the bills. This one's good enough. It's good enough. It's good enough. It's good enough. It's good enough. But there is a big picture. This year, 2024, And God's asking you, will you fight for the big picture? Will you fight for his big picture? Will you fight for truth? Will you fight for faith? Will you fight and stand and understand that there is a creator? I am created. Will you stand and fight for what's right in 2024? Will we put everything, commitment, and all that we have into the big picture? Will we put all of our lives understanding? It's not just for myself and it's not just for you but it's for every single person who lives on after you one day i can't wait and hopefully it's a it's a ways down the road when my kids have kids i hear having grandkids is awesome and amazing i hear having grandkids is just one of the most beautiful things in the whole entire world just not now slow down right What you fight for this year, you need to understand it's not for you, it's also for them. What you're fighting for in 2024, it's not just for you, but it's the people that we're leaving this world to. What you fight for this year, it affects the people on your street, it affects the people who pass by you every single day, it affects the people you work with, it affects every single person we pass on the road. In 2024, God is saying, can you fight the good fight with me? And the one thing that he's requiring, it's real simple. Follow the script. Follow the script. Creation, cross to eternity. So we leave this morning. We get ready to pack up and we're going to get out of here. And so this morning, the one thing you walk away with is there's a big picture. You are a part of his big picture. You are. You're a part of this big picture. But how many of us have gotten off script? Let's pray.